Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart on this special Memorial Day edition of the program. We wish uh, everybody the best. We hope you had a great uh, weekend, a safe uh, weekend, and we hope that you cash the ticket um, with Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning, as Peyton Manning was actually the superstar of the day on Sunday, even though Tom Brady did have the shot of the day. And it's amazing, Cam, because I'll tell you what, um, Woods and Manning were as high as like minus like 100 to one. <laughs> it was like 10,000 to one type stuff when they were up by three uh, earlier in the day. And in a typical Brady Manning matchup, man, we had to sweat it out at the end. You said it, buddy. No, it, it looked like uh, we were going to be cashing our tickets early. It was fantastic. I've never seen a guy play that bad golf. Tom Brady for seven holes was awful. He would have shot about 100 in the first seven, Gabe. And then once he holed out for that shot, things started to change a little bit. And that's the thing. Never count out a guy like Phil Mickelson. He loves to come from behind and make things interesting. But it's so nice we cashed the ticket. No carryover holes. No BS. We get there, Gabe. But as you said, buddy, every time we're on something, it's never easy. But you said it. Peyton Manning was fantastic all day long getting it done. And we got a lot of t- Tiger. I don't know. He was really happy at the start of the tournament, but me and you watching down the stretch, it's like, hey, Tiger, do you have any encouraging words for your boy uh, Peyton here when he's hitting shots? Uh, like, I'll tell you something. I, I don't know. Very. I wouldn't want Tiger Woods as my partner at the member guest. He doesn't talk to me and tell me about where the putts are, where uh, Mickelson and uh, Brady, they could have wrote a book. Well, you know, you're exactly right. And Phil Mickelson was very, very, very um, engaged uh, with yes. Tom Brady through every shot. Hey, it rolls left here. Be careful. You know, be careful about the dog leg. Like, he really gave him advice before every putt, and you could tell it helped uh, Tom Brady. Meanwhile, Peyton Manning was on his own. Peyton Manning was, <laughs> was, like, Peyton Manning was just on his own. And I'll tell you what, Peyton Manning played well. You know, yes, you know, he did. Pey- Peyton Manning played well. This guy's a good golfer. Um, Tom Brady, pretty much as predicted, and when they said that Tom Brady makes some good shots and he makes some bad shots uh, as well. But I was very impressed by Peyton Manning's game. But one thing I'll tell you, Cam, and you're a bigger golf fan, uh, per se, than I am, uh, but one thing I'll tell you is the Skins games are boring. They just, it's not good television. There's just, there's not, there's too much talking and not enough playing. That's the problem when you only have four guys. I will say, yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I thought this broadcast, obviously, what we saw with the Dustin Johnson uh, Fowler McElroy match. That was one of the worst pieces of television ever with Bill Murray and all the other stuff. And I got to tell you one thing. Uh, when A Rod came on, I'm just like, wow, this is really what we need in the uh, in the golf broadcast. I get the, hey, you come to see J Lo in the concert uh, backstage, front stage. It's like, hey, A Rod, I don't tune in golf to watch you. A-Rod's I can watch like you on Kevin Sunday Hart. Night Baseball. What? A Rod's <laughs> like Kevin Hart. He yes. is like he's everywhere. everywhere. But like we didn't ask him to be there. It's like, can we have one event in which A-Rod's not involved? Like, just one <laughs> single event in which A-Rod doesn't show up. I couldn't agree right more. Dave, like, what do you have to do with this? Hey, I'm A-Rod. Well, I guess you're a cheater, too, A-Rod. You took steroids, too. So I guess, well, why don't you should be playing, I guess. And the guy's <laughs> unbelievable. The, guy, the, guy, the, the guy's unbelievable. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't drive the pace car at the NASCAR races, too. Like, um, you know, like seriously. Yeah, like, he's doing everything. Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> like, he's worse than Kid Rock. What, shows up for the opening of an envelope? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> the guy would open a phone booth. There's an old new phone booth on 42nd and 9th there. All right, Kid Rock, I'll open it. I'll be there. I'll christen it. Yeah, I'll be there, guys. Smash the, the money. champagne bottle on the side of the phone booth. Uh, I don't think there are phone booths uh, anymore. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, let's welcome the radio uh, audience in right now as we're throwing it down. Game time decisions, Memorial Day edition. We hope that everybody had a, a safe and, uh, and a good uh, weekend. Our weekend was made a little bit better, obviously, by the fact that we finally have a winner. And I'll tell you what, it got a little bit dicey. And say what you will about Tom Brady, but, they, you know, even in a friendly game against Peyton Manning, he was starting to get into his head a little bit. He was like, you know, he goes, oh, we're not out of it yet. He goes, I've got a lot of comebacks. He goes, you know I've got a lot of comebacks against you, too. But he starts talking to Manning, and <laughs> no Manning's thinking, just shut up, Tom. All right, like, really, just shut up. I'm really happy. That uh, that Peyton Manning beat Tom Brady in this sense, actually. Me <laughs> too. Remember, Cam? I predicted. I was like, man, watch Tom Brady drain some 22-foot putt on 18 to screw us, dude. It came down if Tom Brady hits that birdie on 17, we got problems going into oh. the 18. Uh, we got more than problems because Tiger Woods was basically uh, on lockdown with his mouth. He didn't say anything afterwards, the first eight holes in this tournament. I'm sitting there going, dude, the momentum is changing. Talk to your boy Peyton. And Peyton's such a professional. He got it done. Like, it's kind of weird. Tiger Woods is like that guy. He's that kid. Like, he's in a good mood early. And, ah, yeah, we're going to crush these guys. And then when push came to shove, I'm like, dude, you got to fire up your opponent. Like, they, they were losing the momentum, Gabe. And he just didn't wasn't very talkative down the stretch in this. And we're lucky that we have Manning, such a good golfer and mentally tough, who goes, you know what, Tiger? I can do this thing. So uh, it was very, very good. But I'm with you, man. Uh, Tiger Woods was kind of a little bit disappointing down the stretch. He didn't have his A game, Gabe, mentally no, he, or with his mouth. He didn't, <laughs> uh, but they get it done. Yeah, they, they did, but he get, they, they get it done. Now, Tiger's now 5-5 five and five in these made-for-TV uh, specials. Um, so... You know, listen, it was, it's a lot better to be on the right side of this than the wrong sure side is. of this. I feel a lot better this Monday uh, than I did at this time uh, last week after that Skins game screw job. But that's it for the Skins games now, Cam, right? So now no Skins and uh, the, the PGA Tour is set to begin in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, June 11th, Gabe. I've already, uh, Visine Vince, a friend of mine, has already got me in pools, survivor pools for golf, $100 entries. Like, I'm losing my mind. He's into it now. He's like, I need the action. Survivor pools coming for golf. What's that? Oh, How yeah. Do you do that? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Like basically, yeah, basically, it's total cash, but you need all five guys to make the cut. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Game time decisions continues. I am Gable Retsy throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody. We hope uh, that you had a uh, safe weekend, an enjoyable weekend under these uh, circumstances. Uh, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel and um, sports slowly returning to the fold. Of course, we've uh, we've got NASCAR, we've got UFC, and uh, we had another Skins game in which uh, this time we were actually on the right side of a very, very close uh, ending, uh, actually. And one thing that was nice, Cam, and I know you appreciated it, 
that when we went into the 18th hole, they actually explained to the viewers and they put it on the screen, uh, Tom Brady and Phil Nicholson must win this hole to extend the match as opposed to last week when they were just making it up on the fly, evidently. And I don't even think they measured who was closest to the damn pin. Yeah, no, it was a great point by you too. And then again, it's a different format, Gabe, but I'm going to remember this next time because these guys played more match play, one up. You go one up per hole, two up. Whereas the other match, I'm going to remember this with skins. Even though it should have been over after skins, there was a carryover effect that went into the last match that they did not explain. Difference between match play golf and skins. But still, in the Wolf match with, uh, with Fowler, we sh should have been rewarded because most golf events are graded after 18 holes. And as we said before, if you want to do a damn closest to the pin competition for more charity monies, that's fine and dandy, but don't incorporate it with my bet. But this was very easy to understand. And uh, yeah, it feels great, Gabe. It's nice to be on the right side of this thing. And it should have been over early. I'm telling you, nothing's easy with me and you. We were dancing around this. We had a three up lead. And when Tom Brady hold that shot, I'm like, here we go. Now, Phil Mickelson, they're back into it. They got a little bit of a bounce in their step. Peyton Man Manning, he was great all day. Missed a two foot putt, could have sealed the deal. You just kept these guys lingering and creeping. But I got to hand it to Peyton Manning. That was a great pressure shot on 18, Marenzi. He had to put it on the dance floor. There's danger, water right there. He put it right there. Tiger Woods, too, sets up the putt. He's had that putt many times being a member of that course, Brett, you know, to kick in range, and we got it done. It was nice. But Peyton Manning, the true MVP of, uh, of the match, in my opinion, he was absolutely stellar. So what's the, um, so what's the deal now? We know, we know the Masters is in November, right? And there's yep. going to be two, two Masters. So what's the first? Is it PGA Championship, the first uh, major championship this year then, uh, late, yeah. later in the summer? Yeah, I think that, and uh, I, I don't know what we're going to do with the, the, the Open Championship too, Marenzi. So these times uh, are going to be very, very interesting. All the majors are going to be clustered in. Uh, the Charles Schwab yeah, Challenge August 6th to August 9th. Yeah, that's right. So the, uh, the, the, the PGA Championship, TPC Harding Park, San Francisco, yeah, great August course. 6th to, uh, to August 9th. Um, the Open would be mid-July, but that's not happening. They, they, they've got issues there. Um, the Masters is now in November, and mm -hmm. the U.S. Open, September 17th uh, through to the 20th. So I want to ask you, remember last week, people, a lot of people in the golf world were saying they were interested to see how Tiger Woods' game was. And you said, well, it's just a skins game. You know, what, what can we take away from Tiger's game moving forward right now from what we saw over the weekend to him playing in a skins game? And I would say not very much, Cam. You know what? It was it was pouring rain. It was windy. It was a Good very point. very you know. What you, you can't judge this guy's game moving forward, in my opinion. Can you? No. And the one thing we can judge Gabe is um, he's found ways to hit fairways consistently, and that's very important for Tiger Woods. He has totally solved his driving issues, and that's something Phil Mickelson why he doesn't contend in majors anymore. He's too loose, loose off the tee, as you saw in the first nine holes of the competition, right? But I will say this about Tiger: uh, it was in the rain. Hey, Gabe, would you not say his wedge game was? Uh, kind of like a C, very uh, shots that uh, from in, in yardages he used to get within 15, 20 feet were like 35, 40. Obviously, that's from a These little bit of These guys haven't played in a little while. No, exactly. they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a, I can't give Tiger Woods that report card, but if you're, if you're looking at Tiger Woods, the positives is he's got every shot in the bag to keep it in play, and that's bad news for everybody else because you know the competitive fire is going to be there, and I think he'll be working very, very diligently on his uh, game from 160 yards in. Uh, what about Phil Mickelson uh, moving forward? You think does Phil have one more Phil's major done. left? 
Does no. he, will he ever win a major again? No. I don't think he is, Gabe. I think Phil's more of like the cash man scenario, you know, like fleecing guys at uh, local clubs and, you know, taking rookies on <laughs> tour, you know, beating them in ping pong and cards and taking their money and wallet and everything that's not nailed down. That's what Phil Mickelson is. He's a, he, he gets energy buzzing. If this was for real money instead of charity, they probably, I wouldn't have bet against Phil Mickelson. That's the one reason we took Tiger Woods too. We knew, hey, this money's not going into Phil or Brady's pocket. It's going to COVID-19 and charity. So that's why we were on the side that we're on. But Phil, if he wins anywhere, it'll be at Augusta. But Gabe, I'm not sure he's got those shots anymore. He's had magic to win the majors. It's just he's too loose off the tee. A short game's always there. You got to hit the ball straight, Phil. You can't be hitting it all over the map. So I don't think he'll have win another major for the rest of his career. But we'll go down as one of the best of all time. Let's just say this. Him and Ernie Els would be a hell, lot more, a hell of a lot more popular if Tiger Woods was never born. U U.S. PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy is the favorite right now at yeah. uh, 6 to 1 plus 600. Any value in your opinion right now with Brooks Kepka? 12 to 1. Brooks Kepka, of course, uh, was part of the, the the broadcast. Called in, said, hey, "I'll give you 100k if you can put the ball uh, put the ball in the green." They couldn't. <laughs> no, no, actually, but then he also had another one. I think he said, "If they if Tom Brady could do par or better on a hole, he'll give the hundred thousand dollars when he jarred it." So he did uh, give some yeah, money yeah. to the charities. Uh, Marenzi, I will say this: Brooks Kepka might interesting... be a fun guy to have in one of these. Actually, moving I, forward, I, they should get Kepka in here. Yeah, like I've got an idea. Let's lose Dustin Johnson. The Dustin Johnson experiment doesn't work for me. Like he 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 should not be in any type of thing where you give him a microphone. No offense to the guy. I don't, I'm just saying it just doesn't work. Brooks Kepka's a quiet guy, but he also likes shots. He'll give you the old needle job when you need to. Uh, he's had some uh, a little bit of an injury problem, Gabe. You know, some of his body uh, breaking down a little bit. He, he played a lot of golf. I will say be very careful at 12 to 1. That's why you're getting a good number on Brooks Kepka because he's totally not healthy. But now with the COVID-19 and the time off, he'll be working on his game. And you know Brooks Kepka. He's, he's like Tiger Woods. Majors, majors, majors. He always has to be considered. He doesn't care about you know, some stupid tournament, the St. Jude Classic. He wants to win majors, and that's what he's all about. Well, Cam, I like your optimism because uh, immediately after the match, you put your money back in play. You rolled the dice, the disinfected dice, uh, so to speak, um, and you played a Super Bowl uh, future, a pretty wild Super Bowl future. Cammy Colt couldn't resist. Yeah, Cammy Colt. You're looking was, at yep. Colt's Frank Reich against Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl. Buddy Damn versus right. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, exact Super Bowl matchup, Gabe. Colts versus Eagles, 320 to 1. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, over three grand. Cam's long-term <laughs> investing in quarantine right now. Cam's long-term investment plan. <laughs> I told Puccio, I go, hey, it's a lottery ticket. I like what the Colts are doing, Gabe. I, I think they're a very dangerous team. And the Eagles, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, I think they're a team going somewhere. We're basically throwing darts. Who the hell am I kidding? I'm trying to hit a home run. But you're right. The monies are going to be reinvested. Uh, it would be nice if we can clip another winner, buddy. That would be great. I'm telling you, I'm buying in on the Minnesota Vikings. I like I'm the buying Vikings. in on the Vikings, too. especially in a fanless situation. Except, who knows, there might be fans, like Vincent's talking about fans. We're all over the place right now, Cam. It's, it's actually pretty frustrating because, you know, we cover these stories, yet they change all the time. So yeah. basically, you have Ohio State. We talked about it last week. Ohio State's talking about bringing 25,000 fans, 30,000 fans in. Michigan's talking about not playing if there's yeah. no fans and no students on campus. Same camp right? conference. <laughs> Same conference. They're border <laughs> yeah. states. Exactly. Hey, In no. completely different universes. 
That's right? a great and point. It's completely man. different universes. So it's just like, I don't know. You know, you, you start to scratch your head after a while and go, guys, I don't know anymore. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the NFL season to be moving forward. College football, we know the SEC is going to be playing. Um, you know, we're starting to get into, uh, we're starting to get, the clock, put it this way. The clock is starting to tick right now. It is. On some is. of these leagues. The NFL yeah. has time. The NBA are pretty patient. They don't mind starting their season next year um, around Christmas time. The NHL is running out of real estate, and they're going to have to start to, to figure things out. And baseball, baseball are on the clock, guys. They you are. You guys are on the clock. Like, if you're going to play these games, you have to start training again. You have to, you know, and you're so far away right now. And what are you going to do? You're going to play the World Series, like, outdoors in, in, like, New York or something? And what, in December? Yeah, that's not going to fly. Like, you'd have to agree to play, like, the World Series at a neutral field in California or Arizona or Florida or something like that. You know, I agree with you 100%. Baseball, you said it, Gabe. They're on the clock. We're ticking, time's ticking right now. they got to figure something out quick or there's not going to be a season. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Um, I think they'd be well served. Just let you and me come in, negotiate everything with everybody. And say, listen, it's very simple, guys. Don't screw the players. Let's do it like this, and uh, we can start playing. Dak Prescott reportedly rejected a um, $35 million a year deal. And I guess he's thinking down the road, quarterbacks, he get paid more. But as you stated, listen, Doc, the best, the best time, the best football Dak Prescott's ever played, really. And it's kind of interesting because they had a high-scoring offense last year, but it's it's just numbers. It was fake. It was empty calories. You guys were bad on third down. You couldn't convert when you needed to. You couldn't actually score against good teams. You didn't beat a team with a winning record. Think about it. Yeah, Thanksgiving about game against Buffalo, you got you got exposed there. All the big Sunday night games, you got exposed. Every single big game, you Did never they ever beat a team with a winning record last no, year. No. no, that's the thing. That's and that's you the want thirty-five million dollars a year. You got Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, and yeah. Michael Gallup, and you it's, can't even beat a team with a winning record. It's not. Why not? I don't even want it. You know what? I'm starting to get to the point. Take the offer off the table, bro, almost. I agree. I'm dead serious. I'd say, you know what, Doc? You know, if you want, well, we'll franchise you, franchise tag you for one year here, bro. We're rescinding the offer. Like, at some point, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, they got to make up their mind. But Doc Prescott's never won a game for them. That's what I'm saying. He's never won a game for them. Like, oh, they were down 21-3 and Doc Prescott caught fire. He's never like he's a front runner. If they're beating a yes, bad team, yes, all right, he'll yes. play well. Like you said, his his deep balls are terrible. He overthrows, he underthrows, his accuracy is off on deep passes. It is. You know I what like the thing with me too, Cam, with him? And I was a massive fan of him, followed him in Mississippi State. Oh, you know, I liked the kid a lot. And I was gonna say he had a great career starting out and what he did and he accomplished. Fame's gotten to the kid's head a bit, bro. A little you can bit. Tell. It seems re recently, yes. Yeah. All the good things that he did before. Got a lot of attitude. He used to be yes, more he, humble. Remember? The party. All now this. And not accepting the money. Things have changed with Dak Prescott. And you're right. He's had a tough upbringing. He's a kid that we've always cheered for. And I like him. But we have to put on the brakes. I love your analogy, empty calories. Let's remember another thing, too. Andy Dalton is coming in from the Cincinnati Bengals, who have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. You're going to go behind that Dallas offensive line. You give Dalton time, things are going to look a little bit different in Dallas a start. Dallas Cowboys can win 10 games with Andy Dalton yes, as their start. That's what I said with the Patriots, too. Dalton has always been in a position to lose. He's always had A.J. Green hurt. He Dallas is the perfect spot. Yes, TCU quarterback, Dallas, good well, offense. I'm talking about the wide receivers, oh, yeah. the weapons that he would have. Yep. Um, 
Listen, I Dak, Dak Prescott, you got to be careful what you wish for because how many other people are going to be offering you? And especially now, bro, we're in the middle of a pandemic and stuff. Revenues could change in the future. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, things could change. So I'd be very, very careful. It's a slip. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down. Get on the grid. The Raging Redhead Cam store is on the grid. And Cam, a story I wanted to get to um, is Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny because I brought Noah Syndergaard up uh, last week. And I said, you know, it's amazing. He's actually had a quiet month or so. And for him, that's saying something. So let's just recap. Because last time there was a global pandemic, he managed to get it. He got uh, the uh, the um, the hand and foot, the foot and mouth disease, foot and mouth the disease. mad cow, yeah. whatever the hell you would call it. <laughs> the poor guy actually got it. Oh, it's crazy. Right? Yeah, so he got it. This time we're in quarantine and a shutdown, and somehow he gets injured and needs Tommy John surgery. Um, like you know, there's <laughs> last year, of course, he got into the feud uh, with the New York Mets because they sent them to Syracuse uh, before the uh, the season started. And uh, now Noah Syndergaard finds himself in the news uh, because something that I think a lot of people can relate to right now, Ken. And, you know, it's the one thing that this pandemic has done. It's sort of been an equalizer in the sense that rich people are panicked. They're losing money. Rich people don't like uh, not having control of things and they're not in full control of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of our viewers and listeners, I'm sure, have rental issues, you know, financial issues, worried about you know, worried about the rent. Oh, I got to break a lease. I got to move. I got to do this and that. So it's somewhat relatable. It is and it isn't with Noah Syndergaard, in which Noah Syndergaard rented a, uh, a condo, guys, all right, um, in Tribeca. Very hip, uh, hip districts where Puccio uh, hangs out with his buddies down in Tribeca. Stay <laughs> <laughs> hipster. You know, Robert De Niro, Naomi Banks, and all the supermodels Puccio. and all that. You know who actually did have a place down there? It doesn't surprise me. Paul Bovey. Yeah, Bovey. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He's a Bovey told me, oh, I owned a place in Tribeca, right next to Robert De Niro's restaurant. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, it's a richy part. You know, you know who lived there actually? Craig Carton. Wow. Yeah. yeah Craig Carton took funny. me out once, and yeah. Cam, it's like uh, it's out of a movie. Like, I went to this bar with Carton. Like, basically, everyone's looking at us. It's like, dude, I'm not even comfortable here, bro. Like, you know, you're there with like real estate moguls of New York and stuff. So anyways, Noah Syndergaard rents this place, $27,000 a month uh, rent camp. Ooh, that's a, that's a good That'll chunk be a nice place, place, bro. Yeah, yeah. We knew a guy that rented a place, he told me 18000 a month. Uh, but uh, 27, that's taking it up a notch, Marenzi. Nice spot, real sweet. Gotta love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would, I would hope so for $27,000. Uh, but that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of money uh, right there <laughs> to be... Uh, to be uh, laying down. So so the gist of it is, so he rents this apartment slash condo and it's for the upcoming season. He hadn't yep. rented until November. So, you know, it's basically, all right, this is where I'm going to live this year. I'm going to live here during the season. The thing is, the season never started. Yep. Like he He's not in New York. They're in Florida. And as he stated, there's a pandemic going on and the season is delayed. So therefore... He's not moving in to this uh, to this unit uh, anymore. So he informed um, he informed uh, the landlord uh, that uh, he wasn't going to be moving in. 
and he offered the landlord to keep the first and last month rent, which is $54,000. Yeah, it's a good chunk of change. The landlord wants two hundred and fifty. He wants a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. He wants to be paid in full for the, the duration of the lease. Noah Syndergaard so, says, so let me get this straight, because I'm sure a lot of people think, ah, oh, Syndergaard up to his old tricks again. Oh, what's up with Syndergaard? <laughs> uh, Syndergaard so, so let me get this straight. I fairly and in good faith offered to pay two months rent over $50,000 to a landlord for a place I was never going to step foot in due to a global pandemic that took a severe toll upon all the residents of New York City. Gave timely notice to attempt and try to re-rent while getting uh, Tommy John and now living in Florida for rehab. And the landlord tries to extort me for 250k while leaking this story to the media. And I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. See you in court, pal. I like that. See, see the best to see you in court, pal. And I'll tell you something. Syndergaard might have got foot and mouth and been screwed. And I know he's usually the captain of his own problems on the ship. But I'm gonna say I'm on Syndergaard's case. If you, I'm on his side. If you take this to the people's court. I'm judging for Syndergaard because, listen, he's not there. He offered first and last. That's a reasonable money. $54,000 to me is a good chunk of change for a greedy landlord. Sorry, buddy. Everybody's dealing with the pandemic. He says he'll pay you first and last. He's not even going to be there. That's more than what you deserve. Judgment, Syndergaard. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I'm very, very sympathetic, and it's it's crazy times right now. And, yep. you know, it's different in New York City. New York City was really hit hard uh, by this pandemic. Um uh, you know, and, and other places, obviously, as well, Cam. But uh, the the governor Cuomo, and in New Jersey, I I don't know if it was four months in New Jersey, but it was a couple of months. They basically passed a law that you can't evict people. Yeah. Right? Like if people don't have their rent, you can't kick them out. Yet it was for like three months, and I think they might have extended it through to August or so, which really puts like land, you know, some owners in a bad spot. Not For every sure. owner, it looks like the guy on a Monopoly board. You know what I mean? There's families, there's people that, you know, they rent out a unit, they're paying their mortgage with it, et cetera, right? Like, not every landlord is loaded. Um, so I, I do sympathize with a lot of landlords, yet they're also going to get relief from the bank after. There's a trickle-down effect to all of this. But it's hard to sympathize with some, like, New York tycoon to try to shake a Syndergaard down for a quarter of a million dollars for a building he's never going to move into. Dude, you got a free $54,000 out of it. That's what I say. You got the guy 54K. Is- Syndergaard never stepped foot in the place, and he, he said, here's $54,000 for your trouble. I got to tell you, Gabe, I'd love somebody to sit in my place and go, here's $10,000 for your trouble. Go, hey, man, and you don't have to come in and live. It's yours, buddy. Enjoy it. I'll see you in a few months. So I'm on Syndergaard's side for this one, too. And you know what? Uh, everyone, you said it, too. Just when you hear the story, Noah Syndergaard, most people are going to assume he's in the wrong. But you said it's a topsy-turvy uh, world with COVID-19. I'm on Syndergaard's side, and this landlord should be happy that he's getting 54 k for a guy that hasn't even stepped in the building. That looks good to me. No furniture, no TV, no wear on the building. It's free money. Accept it. You know, I was fortunate. Um, my The condo that uh, that uh, I was uh, dealing with in the area, very, very, very nice people. Uh, very nice people, very open-minded, although I wasn't on the hook for a $250,000 lease um, yeah, a- after the fact. But um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give uh, Stewart Studios a five-star review on Yelp and, uh, and TripAdvisor. And, you know, if I ever run into Noah, you know, remember I sat courtside at the Nick game and he was actually a couple of rows down <laughs> hanging with John McEnroe. Oh, yeah, yeah. McEnroe and Lundquist in their band. D, D, D. Syndergaard's a big dude in real life, bro. 
He's a monster. He's, he's a big tall. dude. Like when you see him, you're like, Ooh, I, I wouldn't be able to hit a baseball if this guy's throwing it. <laughs> what is he? Six? What is he? Six five? Six six? He's huge. Like he's yeah, a he's, monster of a man. He's a yeah. big dude. So I, um, yeah, I'm on Noah Syndergaard's side here. It's ridiculous. But it must be nice to be able to afford 27k a month. Huh? And rent just like, ah, I'll get that three bedroom apartment in uh, in Tribeca. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. No, we used to know, me and Gabe know a guy too, and he likes to throw money around. He was paying about, you know, 17, 18 grand, Gabe. And I told him, I go, I always wondered, I go, why didn't you ever get a sports book? He goes, nah, I'm just going to play, play six $100 uh, six game parlays for the rest of my life type of thing. I'm like, dude, you can bet on one game. You don't need to do six games. But we tried to get it through his head. He's a little bit of a different character. He's paying 18 grand a month. So uh, 27, whoo, out of my league, brother, out of my league. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cheaper for Syndergaard. Everybody, uh, as we stated, uh, rental owners right now, and everybody's in the same situation. And yep. uh, the Minnesota Twins minor league affiliate, actually, a lot of major minor league baseball teams are in a lot of trouble right now. The Pensacola Blue uh, Wahoos, mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota Twins, Double A Southern League affiliate, have uh, placed their ballpark up for rent on Airbnb. Uh, Blue Wahoo Stadium is currently listed on the site for $1,500 per night. Uh, you can accommodate 10 guests, including the rental. Guests will have access to the newly renovated clubhouse, a large bedroom, the batting cage, and the field to play uh, during their stay. It's actually pretty cool. That's a first great time deal. Ever, a professional Ten baseball people. stadium is available mm-hmm. for rent on Airbnb, giving state, uh, fans the most intimate behind-the-scenes ballpark experience. Whether you like to host an unforgettable overnight trip with your youth league team, throw an unbeatable birthday bash, or stage a corporate retreat that'll make you an office hero, or spend your bachelor party living your sports street, Blue Wahoo Stadium is the ultimate rental. You get a bunch of strippers dancing at like uh, like on the dugout and stuff like that. But uh, we'll tell you what they actually have. So you want to hit uh, want to hit uh, in the batting cage with your friends, be our guest, play catch um, on the field, be our guest. Take batting practice while having a couple of cold ones with the boys. Be our guest. Want to take down your siblings in ping pong and video games in a clubhouse? Be our guest. Enjoy breakfast at home plate. Uh, according to the Airbnb listing, uh, the clubhouse includes four leather couches, two flat screen TVs, a ping pong table, and other amenities, including video games. Guests able to access the batting cage with bats, helmets, balls provided. Uh, they will have exclusive access to the stadium and the field. There'll be a staff member to remain on site to uh, help you, like with the, you know, you know, to give you the balls and the bats and the helmets and everything. The once-in-a-lifetime experience isn't the only thing offered. The Wazoo's is set up during baseball shutdown. They're hosting movie nights, takeout services for lunch and dinner, family-sized meals and grocery item pickups, as well as nine-hole disc golf course designed by the Blue Wahoos co-owner and PGA Tour golfer Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. Bubba. Yeah, one of the owners of the team. Wow, that's fantastic. I got to tell you something. Just math off the top of my head, 10 of your friends gave $150 a night. That's a pretty good deal for a place like that. Not bad. I, I, I'd i be going there for fun. That's good price. Was it $1,500? Yeah, for 10 Yeah, it's a good deal. If y'all, if y'all moved in for the month and stuff, all your $150 a night, just live, live in a stadium. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> live in the stadium. Hey, Noah uh, Syndergaard, you want to come move down to the state? That's where he can live, at the stadium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen. It's only uh, $1,500 a day. Uh, exactly. You're a lot more spacious than a three-bedroom apartment uh, in Tribeca. But very cool idea, actually, what they're doing here. Um, you know, these teams have to get creative. And minor league baseball really took a hit, man, this summer. 
Like minor league baseball, they need the fans. They need they only have the yeah. games, right? And exactly. the, the major league baseball teams have pretty much thrown them under the bus quicker than the Angels threw their scouts under the bus. Real classy, the Angels too. The, the scouting department scouted uh, for the Angels for the draft, and they fired them all uh, nice. after the fact. And that's not going to look good when they're trying to squeeze the players down uh, as well right now. Uh, game time decisions, a Memorial Day special. Stay safe, everybody. Game time decisions continues. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid, sportsgrid.com. You can find me on Twitter at SportsRage, and I am Game of Renzi. Throwing it down the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, sports are back. Of course, we've uh, we had the Skins game. Uh, we've got NASCAR, Bundesliga uh, back in the mix. Uh, but there are major questions still to be answered as far as Major League Baseball uh, is concerned. And the NBA, uh, and the NHL, and, um, and, and the NFL, and college football, etc., Guys, we're not as close as a lot of people think. Like, when you hear these stories, and listen, we want to get these start dates going, but at the same point in time, there will be setbacks. And a good example is, Cam, you remember we're hearing, oh, July 15th, uh, NBA? Yeah. Already, it's like, wow, maybe July 27th-ish. Like, yeah, pushing it back. Let's, yeah. let's you know, we're, we're, that's our intention, uh, so to speak. So it's very difficult. Like, there is no set date. Oh, yeah, they're back. July 15th, bing. And, like, they don't, they're not in control of things. And, you know, it seems as though that a lot of people are just sort of moving forward right now as if the virus really doesn't exist anymore. And the classic example is Troy Vincent says the National Football League, as it is right now, they plan on having fans at the games. It's like, you know, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, like, you know, worry about playing your games, guys. Worry about getting your players safe. Cam, yeah. we're seeing right now. We always knew that money ruled the world, but the level of greed is that we see right now being displayed in this pandemic and the callousness of of the callousness of of corporations and basically of people as well that just don't care about the frontline workers, don't care about the severity of the illness. And I find it interesting, Cam, and I guarantee you, all right? I'm not an attorney. I don't have a law degree from an Ivy League school, but I've seen The Simpsons a lot, and I know what Lionel Hutz is all about. And <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Kev, when they have fans at these sporting events, bro, you know it's going to be on the back of the ticket. Yeah. You get sick, you cannot sue us. Not like, our problem. The fans yep. will not be safe. Like, would you feel safe with 80,000 giant fans right now, 80,000 fat guys drinking beer and yelling and slobbering all over the place? Come on, man. No, what the Dave, hell is the NFL thinking? I don't feel safe going to the liquor store or going grocery shopping. So I, you think I'm going to be feeling safe going to a, an event with 80,000 drunk fans getting nuts? First of all, this is a pipe dream uh, by Troy Vincent. I don't think they're going to be fans. Have you not seen two? You came here for the quarantine. Bunch of kids partying in the park. There's going to be a second and third wave. In the Ozarks, they're having like 1,000 people in a pool pool party there. Like I don't know what the like, hell's going Troy on Vincent with these people. Cam 
He's yes. supposed to be looking out for the interest of the players. And this yes, is the best that's thing. another you thing. never do. Like, no. another thing is, all right, so the player's going to be tested. So what, you want the players standing in a stadium in a pit surrounded by 68,000 people coughing, screaming that haven't been yeah. tested? And, like, that, that's going to work out well? There's just going to be another with the virus in the air everywhere? Like, like I said, I don't know. It seems like people just don't care. Shut up and play. You know what I mean? So, like, like you said, the Ozarks. And then I see these pictures, Ken. Why, if you were a dude, why do you want to stand in a pool with a bunch of other dudes anyways? Great point. Think I don't understand how many people there. Like, is that yeah, living to you? Like, hey, I I'm you. living now. I get worried when I go over to my friend's house with the pool with their kids taking a leak in the pool. There's 2,000 drunks in a pool. I could tell you something. I don't want to know what's floating around in that water. And no amounts of urinal pucks or Clorox is going to get that stench out of the water. I wouldn't be partying with these people on the best of days. If you offered me free beer and wings, I don't think I'd be partying with these people. It's a joke, Marenzi. I don't know what's floating in that water. I don't uh, want to know. Yeah, supposedly chlorine kills coronavirus, though. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how much chlorine? There's a lot of people in there, man. There's a lot of people. I don't so, know what's in there. So one of the big one of the big obstacles, though, uh, to this, and this is just logistics of it. It's like the reality yeah. of the situation was, well, players, there's a no travel. Uh, there's like travel bans, and there's like you're in no travel zones, etc. So the United States has signed an executive measure. Uh, they did this on Friday, actually. Uh, Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, Mr. Chad Wolf, signed an executive uh, order allowing uh, foreign-born professional athletes to enter the United States exempt from quarantine and travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no preferential treatment. Here it comes. Yeah. He said and this I, was going to happen, though. Yeah, yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah, and, and yeah. he says this, too. And I like their honesty. They didn't say, well, you know, or they, they actually came out and he said, Wolf said in a statement released by the Department of Homeland Security, professional sporting events provide much needed economic benefits. But equally important, they provide community pride and national unity. In today's environment, Americans need their sports. It's time to reopen the economy and it's time that we get our professional athletes back to work. I love it. No, it's serious, Dad. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> It's like they really put in the players in a bad spot. They're basically like, hey, the government's saying you can play. Everyone's saying you can play. How come you don't play? Exactly. Like, if you're a player, too, and this is the thing. When when you're dealing with an unknown, you could get sick now, but we talked about this. This is something that can hurt you later on in life, too. You got any other pre-existing condition, if asthma, anything else. Like, there's so many things, Gabe. Like, if I was a player... I have to think about the rest of my life. I don't have to think about just this year. What am I going to do for the rest of my life as a young man? That's what I have to think about right now. But you're right. It seems to me people are just like, you know what? Let's just go. Let's get this thing done. Let's get things moving. Money, 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 money. And yeah, it feels, you bring up a great point. It feels like they're taking money above uh, people's lives right now. And they are. So Major League Baseball, their saga continues. Jeff Passan's done a good job of covering it. And I'll give credit to Passan. He's covered both sides of it. He yeah. really has. And, you know, he's getting ambushed by the owners and, and their, their narrative and their propaganda, so to speak. And he's on ESPN, so he doesn't really have a choice but to publish it a bit. But he always counters it. I give him credit. Like, if you read his column, he'll say, yeah, but, you know, they're not telling the truth. And he'll actually, I give him credit. I think he's doing a good job uh, through this. Um, so as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, you know, they're actually going to make the financial proposal um, this weekend. 
So now they're sort of getting real, but it shows how they were so full of it a couple of weeks ago. They never even made a financial offer for real yet. No, they didn't. Like it's they only now that they're actually going to say, okay, this is sort of, you know, this is what we can do, so to speak. But reading just Passad's latest uh, column, it was pretty in-depth, 20 questions, you know, resolving whatever the questions to be resolved. And he said, I spoke to a player who is a young star player in the league. And he said, this player is certain to be making big money in a couple of years down the road. He's kind of a star already. He's making in like the million dollars a year range right now. This star player told him when it's all said and done, he'll make about $200,000 this year to play. And he said, I'm going to risk everything to make $200,000. Like, it's just simply not even close to being worth it. Yeah. And I, I, like, I think about it. He's right. It's like, guys, like, you want me to risk my career, my future? I'm 22. And if something happens, you want me to play, like, literally? Cam, $200,000? Like, like, really? Like, Chris Paul makes $200,000 a night, Cam. A night, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like a game type of stuff. And you're going to want him? And like I brought up, Cam, I don't remember NASCAR telling the drivers the purses are small because fans aren't there. Do you? No. No. Like, like, where was this coming from with baseball? No, it's crazy. It's not the player's problem. Exactly. I told you, man. It's we talk about this. If you have, hey, if you're an owner and you like to play the stock market, hey, I'm sorry. You got your hands in some pies, you own some restaurants, times are tough. The players never told you to go out and play the stock market, buy a restaurant, or do all the things with your Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't tell you to buy a casino. They told you to worry about us and, and paying us when we play. And I'll tell you something, would you work for one fifth of your salary? I don't think I would. Uh, if I was going to make a million dollars as a young star in the league, and you're telling me I'm going to make one-fifth of that $200,000, I'll use my term, Gabe, get bent. I won't they risk my life with 200000 their salary. Yeah. They sacrificed 25% off the top out of this act of God deal and whatever that was in the mm-hmm. contract. And like you said, now we're going to get prorated. We're only going to get paid half. Like, I don't know what more the players are supposed to do. Yet the owners have made these guys seem like the scumbags, right? Like, oh, you guys are greedy <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And like you said, how many people would go to work for like 20, 25%, 23% of what you're supposed to get? But come on, right? No, like, you look at the NBA me. players on the other side. So think about this, Cam, and it, that's actually what it works out to. I, I did the numbers before, and Blake Snell said the same thing. We lost 25%. Now you want to go 50-50, and, you know, we're going to get prorated. And after I get taxed, I essentially end up with like 24% of my salary and I play in a pandemic for 24% mm. of my money. Like, how, where's the like upside of this for them? There is. And like, there, look at NBA yeah. players. NBA players have only lost 23% of their salary. You know what I mean? Big like, hey, if you're an NBA player, you walking out of this this year, Cam, you lost 23% of your salary, essentially. It's not that yeah, bad. That's fine. You, it is yeah, what it, it is. is. Like, you, you, yep. you, you get a kind of your... You're pretty much unscathed. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> some guys got paid. I don't know if you saw this. Some guys get paid no matter what. Like Blake Griffin, another guy, great agent, Cam. Blake Griffin's oh, yeah. been getting paid all the way through this max dollar. No, he's unbelievable, this guy. Yeah, he, he, hey, that's the thing, Blake Griffin. I don't even remember. He's still playing in the league, right? We haven't seen him on a court in so damn long. It's like, yeah, no, that guy, he just rakes it in. It's unbelievable. Gabe, think about if you actually say money per per time played and missed, like his salary, unbelievable stuff. Like it's through the roof. How I mean, much money he's made in his career? He's almost like the Sam Bradford of the NBA. 
Yeah, how come people at all? Suitors are good negotiators. <laughs> You're right. Sam Bradford, he was stealing from the NFL. You got Blake Griffin who played at Oklahoma. Yeah, it's interesting. Talk, talk to our girl Sooner Lisa. Like, uh, maybe she's got a financial plan. Uh, Puccio says, come on. Blake Griffin was actually good, unlike Bradford. But yeah, no, Bradford no, no, still no, you're right. right. No, listen, okay. I, you know, Bradford is all right. You know, Bradford's all right when he's on the field. Blake Griffin is better than what Bradford was. Yes. 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 But for the money that Griffin has gotten paid, whatever, dude. He's laid down a couple of dunks. He jumped over a Kia once. Like, that's the coolest thing he did. Yeah. Yeah, he no, jumped that's true. over a Kia. <laughs> he's a good player. Yes, he is. He's he a is. good player. You know yeah. what? He's a really good player when he's healthy. He's never healthy, Cam. I know. He's had surgeries. He's he's always banged up. No, that's the thing. He, you're never going to see him healthy again. But, hey, I'm with you, Gabe. I think this guy, he he's robbing a bank. Like, he was a good player, but the amount of money he made, crazy, crazy amounts. I agree. Oh, yeah, and, and, yeah and, you know, he's made a, a lot of money. And as I stated, so here it is. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin will have made $268 million, Cam. That's a lot of money. It's like That's more than Tom Brady's made money. in his career. Yeah. Tom Brady's a six-time Super Bowl champion. You bring up excellent points. That Los Angeles Clippers drafted man. Griffin with the first pick. Uh, <laughs> he made uh, $4 million, uh, nearly $5 million for rehabbing his knee during his second season. He took the NBA by storm, 22 points. Uh, rookie of the Year award. All right. He finished his rookie contract by making – see, you add it all up, man. This guy has made over uh, – wow. Moving forward, Blake Griffin is owed $36 million next year and has a player option worth 38 the following season. Oh, you said it, man. That is This guy has got guaranteed money, $40 million a year, Ken, for the next two years, even if he doesn't play. Like, it's ridiculous. That's cash for life, buddy. That's cash. That's the cash for life lottery right there. That's fantastic. That is unbelievable. You talk about a hard contract that. to trade too. How many teams you want to pick that up, bro? Zero. Nobody's yeah. nobody's taking on that deal too. It yeah, stinks. You, you imagine that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to you want to acquire Blake Griffin? Yeah. What's the call? Oh, you only owe him 120 million for the next three years. <laughs> I think we'll move. Yeah, we'll, we'll look in a different direction. Thanks. That makes more money than Kevin Durant. Like, uh, yeah. here, Kevin Durant's another one. Oh, I can't play. I can't play. What are you going to play, bro? Like, it's been a full year now, yeah. essentially. Got to wonder just how beat up uh, Kevin Durant uh, is. Uh, but, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there as far as Blake Griffin and, uh, and all the money that he's made. $268 million. And somehow he's one of, like, five or seven guys. And it's sort of random guys. It's not like just all like top superstars that are getting paid. I guess they have a clause in the contract. Doesn't matter. F you pay me. Doesn't matter. Whatever happens, F you pay me. Get on a grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Time to sit and continues. I am Gabriel Brunson, throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, story out of uh, New York, so New York professional sports team. AKA the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> AKA the Buffalo Bills. 
Yeah, the New York Giants and the New York Jets are more uh, New Jersey's teams, but That's right. uh, nevertheless. So New York professional sports teams are permitted to open their training camps effective immediately. Uh, Governor Cuomo announced over the weekend that camp training must be conducted following the appropriate health uh, protocols. Um, Cuomo says starting uh, on Sunday, New York professional sports leagues can uh, begin spring training. On Tuesdays, veterinarians can reopen statewide. We want people to be able to watch sports, says uh, Cuomo. Uh, Mark Stein of the New York Times reports that the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks are among 11 teams that have not yet reopened their training facilities. And this is where it sort of gets a little like, you know, the NBA, they're going to play and they're sort of on the same page, but the owners aren't on the same page, Ken. No. And remember no. you and I talked about, uh, like, about the Rangers and, like, never accepting that stupid first six thing. And they yeah. did correct it, and they went to the top 12 instead. So basically, Cam, it's a stipulation in the television contract that you need to deliver 70 games to the networks. Yep. These teams are like six games away and seven games away. So the, a lot of people are thinking, all right, no, no, we'll just sort of have the teams that are in the playoffs play a couple of regular season games to get ready for the playoffs. And we'll just invite the 16 playoff teams. Yet you get other owners that are saying, no, no, like, we want to play. Like, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, we don't want to give money back to the network, so we want to finish no. out the season. And if you're a player, you don't want to lose that 23% of your salary. You want to play it out as well, exactly. right? So now they're going to get into an argument, and then they're going to say, well, why is it fair that you guys met your TV obligations and we didn't meet ours? It's going to get interesting, Cam. Like, basically, I mean, it's, it's almost, though, do we really need to see the New York Knicks play again or the Cleveland Cavaliers play again? No, yes we don't. No. No, but at the same point in time, you can't just start the playoffs like out of the blue. All right, first game back, guys, the playoff game. I don't mind if the Raptors and the Celtics and these teams play, you know, seven games against these other teams down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, right. It's going to be have to be a warm-up, right? Yeah. These teams will afford the warm-up, and they still don't have to give back their money. So, actually, when you really think about it, it makes sense. All right, game time decisions, weekday, 6 o'clock, throwing it down. Uh, don't forget, you can watch us on Pluto. Zumo and stir, stir the drink, stir it up, baby. Game time since continues, get on a grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24 hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.